0: Hey everybody, it's Kenya, and this is the Thank You For Saying No podcast, where we find meaning in life's unexpected turns. So we want to hear from all the listeners. Submit your own Thank You For Saying No moment and how it impacted your life in a great way. All the submissions will be part of a drawing to win some exclusive Thank You For Saying No merch. You can find the link in the description where you can submit your stories. It's also linked in our bio on Instagram at Thank You For Saying No. You can, of course, respond anonymously, but if you leave your name and your Instagram, we can give you a little shout out. Today's thank you for saying no submission is from Victoria. Her Instagram is as told by Victoria underscore. And you can also find her at feel your feelings with a Z pod. And she said, when I was a senior in high school, my parents pulled me out of school randomly. It was a shocker to 17 year old me because I didn't want to keep moving. That was my seventh school overall at that point. We were dealing with some financial issues and had to move out of town to live with relatives. I ended up being enrolled in another school that I graduated from with honors. To answer your question, I'm grateful that my mom told me no when I asked if I could live with our close relatives in Houston instead of moving to Dallas. The way I was raised was not to get too comfortable, period, because anything can happen and change. I'm glad she reminded me of that because I'm constantly finding myself navigating uncomfortable situations, which makes me more resilient to life's changes. Victoria, I love this. Thank you for saying no story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. It's really awesome how even though you didn't want to move, you managed – to make the best of the situation school-wise and graduate with honors, that's incredible. This is really a testament to your strength and your ability to turn unexpected situations around. And I really commend your your perspective on being resilient to life's changes. It's a beautiful thing to find a way to be grateful through the hard times. The growing pains make us stronger and, and your story and your perspective really inspires me and I know it'll inspire other people too with that let's get started JD hey. Justin Davis yeah welcome to the thank you for saying no podcast
1: thank you so much for having me
0: it's so exciting it's a
1: super dope set thank very, you very fancy <laughs> this was not me when I first started out so it's good for you this is like year two for me yeah
0: so. shout out to petty cash studio you should be proud we love it here <laughs> yeah so for the listeners at home it's been really aligned to have you on the show today yeah. um I found you through an Instagram post about okay. self insight. Oh, wow. And that cool. led me to find your podcast. Okay. And then I checked it out and I was like, we have to have him on the show.
1: Wow. So the algorithm does work. The algorithm okay, works cool. sometimes. That's how i here. made it. Awesome. <laughs>
0: sometimes the algorithm is kind of weird though. I have to say, I'm like, I don't think this is what yeah, I'm looking for. I'm, I got
1: to either stop scrolling on certain stuff <laughs> yeah. or scroll on other stuff. Or one, <laughs> okay. <or the> other.
0: <laughs> um, but so I reached out, we mm-hmm. connected and now you're here. And now I'm here. And that's just so awesome. So for the listeners at home who are like, should I follow up? Should I get like, reach out about that job? This is your sign to do it. Yeah.
2: This is your sign.
0: And if it doesn't work out, we will have you on the show to talk about it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I actually told my wife, um, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about where I was going for this and Mm -hmm. she's like, who's Kenyon? I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, how did you get on? And, And whatever I said, she reached out and um She's like, you know, that's one thing I really admire about you is that you always say yes to people. Mm-hmm. But I know how it is. I know when yeah. I first started, like part of my hesitation and, and um, a little bit of anxiety was like just asking people to come on my show. And so many people were so like, oh, my God, of course, like, let yeah. me know, and I was mm-hmm. shocked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and happy you. to help.
0: Yeah. So just so you know a little about me, I'm an attorney. By day, I'm a okay. podcaster by night. Um, yeah. I started this podcast really looking for my own inspiration mm-hmm. in a time where I was getting a lot of rejections and yeah. wanting to just get to the place where one day I'd be saying thank you for saying no. Yeah. And so that inspired this whole thing. And then but six months later, here we are.
1: Yeah. So great name, by the way. Thank you for your you. podcast. Thank beautiful you. name. I love how you flipped <laughs> it, you know, the rejection and turn it into redirection. Yeah, it's that's great.
0: exactly it. So for the listeners who don't know JD, he is a multi-talented individual who is making waves <laughs> in the entertainment industry. Hmm. He is a model and a podcast host himself. He hosts a podcast called Who Can Relate? Yeah. He has been on the Red Table Talk yeah. with his wife. Yeah. And they talked about Trauma Wands, which I thought was really... We'll get to this later, actually, how I felt about it. Sure. And I felt good about it, just not yeah, bad. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> but it was just really beautiful and very real, how you both got together in front of each other. Thank you. I really admired that. I
1: appreciate it. It was... um it was a really interesting experience. I think, you know, it's that's such a sensitive topic mm-hmm. as trauma bonds. And, and we were, I was kind of familiar with it. My wife was not. So, um, you know, just some last minute research on it. But um, the beautiful thing about that experience was Jada's team is just mm. on it. I mean, we had like six pre-calls i mean it wasn't just like you show up hey can you come on and yeah. show up and then we just roll um mm-hmm. so we felt really comfortable it was a safe space That's um good. everyone there has such a beautiful energy and um at a certain point i don't know when more probably for me than my wife who's uh later admitted she almost fainted on set <laughs> bless her heart she was so nervous um I, about 10 minutes in you forget there's you know 97 cameras rolling and there's a million lights and you're sitting across Jada Pinkett Smith, but it's a testament to them and how yeah. how well oiled that machine is. I know they've they've recently ended, but they'll someone will pick them up and mm-hmm. they'll continue. But um, it was such a uh, a moment, uh, mm-hmm. a beautiful moment.
0: That's really awesome. Yeah. So this episode today is going to be a little different Kay. for the listeners. We are going to really different than the Red Table
1: Talk or different different, different than <laughs> our previous episodes. For Sure. Uh,
0: yeah. And our focus is really going to be relationships and knows, okay so i think it's going to be a really beautiful episode today your story is so inspiring to me and very your experience is very close to my life right mm. now so Thank i'm looking you. forward to hearing what you have to say um yeah. so i want to talk about some of your know moments the lessons you've learned sure and the healing process through it all so okay Okay. This is kind see. of red table talk. Issue. It kind of yeah. we have some red <laughs> yeah, a checker exactly. table Another talk. Table, yeah. Oh, good. all right, perfect. <laughs> so, and I want to start by saying again, just I really admire your vulnerability and your um your ability to be super honest about really tough times. I find that to be very brave and courageous. Thank you. Um, truly though, I, I like seriously it. mean that. Yeah. And the value in connecting through pain for people for listening at home Mm. is i think a really beautiful thing that as humans we all get to connect and we all have related and shared experiences yeah but it's even more magical the healing the connecting through the healing right so it's a
1: great way to put it
0: we're gonna do both today let's do it (laughs) i'm ready so i heard you open up about a pretty major no moment in your life when you were young Mm -hmm. regarding your mom yeah can you tell us about that
1: yeah um Wow, just, all right, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, So when I was um, 16, 17 years old, um, I guess a little bit more background. So born and raised um, in Chicago and raised by a single mother. Dad was uh, in and out. I would say 98% out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll give him his 2%. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, my mom was was everything to me. Um, She was superwoman. She could do no wrong. um, She was my hero. Um, you know, just meant the world to me, my first love mm-hmm. uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And so I bring all that context in because sixteen, seventeen, to your um, question, uh, very pivotal moment yeah. for me and um, my childhood trauma, mm-hmm. um, a teenage year trauma, I guess it wasn't a child. Um, and basically, we had a moment where um, her boyfriend at the time, who was um, a couple months in, So very little history, Um, him and I just just did not get along like at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very protective of my mom and I was like, you deserve so much better. Like, why can't you see that? Yeah. And uh, him and I were arguing back and forth uh, this this one particular night and um, basically left my mom with an ultimatum like it's either me or JD Mm -hmm. and uh, in front of me, in front of her. And she chose him over me in front of me. and at that time, like in that specific moment, I didn't really, it didn't register. Like I was processing. I was in shock, number yeah. one. But I was like, there's there's no way she just did mm-hmm. that in front of me, right? But, you know, the easiest emotion to show is anger. So initially I'm angry and I go up in my room and I'm, you know, furious. Um, but then like a couple of days went by and she was still sticking with how she felt. And I remember one of her um, reasons is, uh, well, you're going to be 18. You're going to move out anyway. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan for that like mm-hmm. i thought this was a, like
0: still a kid. my home yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: like why am i, do I have an expiration mm-hmm. date like that i know about mm-hmm. um and so it was it was tough and uh it took me years like uh over a decade of of time and healing and therapy and therapy and therapy um and uh to really you know not so much move on or not so much forget but really to forgive yeah um and know, i want to was...
0: talk about that more yeah but before we get to the forgiveness how did how did that moment shape you after that and affect yeah, the relationships sure. you had after
1: um, that? for just a very layman's terms way to explain it um now, I realize, in hindsight, it ruined me.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, it wrecked me yeah it, and and uh unfortunately, no woman after that stood a chance with me mm-hmm. no girlfriend, um, I couldn't trust people very protective, you know me first um I'll never get hurt, I may hurt you, but at oh well, you know, at least me, I'm not yeah. hurting mm-hmm. uh it was, and I it say was that from brutal yeah right? it was it was it was horrible, um, uh, but in that moment, I didn't realize it, you mm-hmm. know my reference point was what it was, which I am such a believer in reference point. Um, you know, my mom abandoned me mm-hmm. after my dad had already had already mm. abandoned me. So I'm like, why is this random girl gonna, you know, why can I trust her? How can I trust her if, if my parents abandoned me? So it just created this, this, um, great wall of Justin, if you will. Mm. <laughs> and, um, no one stood a chance. And so yeah. it, it wrecked me. And, um, you know, but what's, what's sad, you know, throughout those years, and again, now in hindsight, I had no clue in that moment what I was doing Mm -hmm. because I was so, you know, I don't fear commitment, but I fear wasting my time. Like this was my mentality back then. Um, I want to commit to someone because I want that guarantee. I want that safety net. Um, But I fear wasting my time because what happens if it doesn't work out, then I'm back to where I started and so on and so forth. So um, Mm. just back to your, your question, it ruined me. Yeah. Totally.
0: I can. So in my experience, I can. Relate to the Great Wall of Kenya, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, if I'm being super honest, probably still is up. <laughs>
1: sure, yeah. There's there's bricks up there for me too,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, going into relationships with walls doesn't work. Like no. even the most casual of them, yeah, does not. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um.
1: And and even if it does work, it's temporary, mm-hmm. and that's what I had to figure mm-hmm. out, right? Because I'm like. I got these up, and I'm. I'm I always said I'm um, like the best bouncer of any club. I'm always next to the exit door, and in, in relationships, I'm like <laughs> yeah. just in case it pops off. I'm ready, yeah. you know. I, I'm the first one out, um, but it it works temporarily, mm-hmm. and and it creates this, you know, at the time, at the moment, you think it's a, a security net. It's mm-hmm. like a control mechanism, but mm-hmm. in reality, it's a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. So, so come to find out,
0: yeah. And it and for me, it affects the people that I that I choose. Yeah. So. On, on its face it looks like it's them it's like well they exactly. did this they did that but I'm choosing people who yeah. maybe subconsciously know it's not going to work out because I don't want it to yeah
1: it's very important you said it because it's a lot of subconscious mm-hmm. right a lot of what we do is subconscious like ninety percent of what we do is subconscious which is scary okay. um <laughs> but yeah it's it's a lot of that and again you don't um, you don't realize it at least for me until failed relationship mm-hmm. after failed relationship and at one point it was like you know, I'm always pointing the finger like to your point at everyone else. And and um luckily in my last relationship, um, I was for the first time ever pointing the finger at me. Mm. And it was a hard, hard look in the mirror. So uh, what
0: made you decide to do that? Like what made yeah. you was there a specific moment where you were like, yeah. I need to start healing. I can't just keep being yeah. this wall and guarded person.
1: February two thousand seventeen. Oh that was a my date. moment. Yeah, oh yeah. It was my <laughs> self intervention. Um mm. It was the official end of my last relationship we had been like really rocky leading up to it but um yeah i just, I just had this moment of um like what the f mm-hmm. what is happening yeah. um i know i what i want and i'm not getting it um i'm frustrated as all hell i'm i'm at the time i thought i was doing the work <laughs> uh wasn't what and were you and, doing uh, that made you think you were doing- i was in therapy um and probably it when it comes to the work i i would say i wasn't listening to podcasts i wasn't reading books um and if i was talking to people um and they were good people it just was like me venting mm. more so than like listening yeah right yeah even if i was it was just to reply not to understand mm-hmm. um because I, I had that control mechanism right like i have to figure this out i have mm-hmm. to count on me i have to trust me mm-hmm. Um, so February, 2017, this intervention came, um, and I remember having a, a conversation with my, my therapist at the time. And I said, look, um, this is what I want and I don't know how to get it. Mm-hmm. And And I, I thought I had it figured out and I clearly don't. So what, what do I have to do? And, um, he said something that really resonated with me. And obviously it's still fresh in my mind today, some six years later. He said, you know, I've known you. He, at the time, he had known me since I was 16, so for 14 mm-hmm. years wow. <clears throat> at that time. And he's like, I love you like a son. Like, I really do. I've, I've seen you through it all. And he said, but the one thing you're so good at is constantly being one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. And he said, the only way you're going to get what you want is actually being both feet in. And he goes, in reality, I know what you're thinking. Like, well, what if it doesn't work? What if I waste my time? You're like taking a deep breath already, right? Two feet in, what? Yeah, what does that look like? (laughs) You know, what happens and what happens? You go, go, yeah, you go down the the rabbit hole. And he said, um, it's still a win-win scenario. Mm. And he's like, the first win is the obvious if it works out. That's the clear and obvious win. But even if it doesn't work out. The win here is at least you know you were capable of being both feet in for the first time in your life. Like let's stay here with this lesson. Let's let's embrace. Let's be proud of ourselves for actually being both feet in. You've never done this before. We we did it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it didn't work, but at least I know now. I can do it if I had to moving forward down the road. It's like, a, um, I use this analogy of a vase or a vase for the fancy people. Um are vase here, okay. <laughs> oh, we're vase here? Okay, we're vase. So, so analogy with the vase is, um, uh, if which is so fragile, right? And it's mm-hmm. precious to you. And let's just say this vase represents your heart. And you're holding on to, you're gripping the hell out of this vase, right? For And you've been this way since you're dating, you know, history. And the at the time you think it's the right person comes into your life. And so at some point you have to hand this person your boss and you're like, but what if they drop it? What if they break it? And what I've, I've you know, took, who else is taking care of this? But me and in you're in your head about it. But you eventually let go and you give that person the boss. And let's just say that person drops the boss. God forbid, like worst case scenario. <laughs> you know you were capable of at least giving this person that boss. Mm-hmm. And you know you can pick up the pieces. It's gonna take time, but you can pick them back up and you can probably put them put them together better than what they were. And even if there's a couple scarring, right, marks on there and maybe it doesn't come back exactly as it was, you know, originally, it's all part of your story. It's all part of your journey. And you're always gonna remember these new reference points now that you can go off of and hopefully not make the same mistake twice or mm-hmm. worst case three times, I guess. But but <laughs> it's 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 like <laughs> It's the only way to, in my opinion, to truly um, receive what you want is to take that risk, whether it's handing someone your vase or being both feet in.
0: Yeah. My head is truly spinning.
1: <laughs> All right, take your time. <laughs> Imagine me the last six years. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, my mom is actually really, really brave at mm-hmm. giving her vase, so to speak. Yeah, she great. loves being in love and she. Mm-hmm um, she'll go in two feet. She will give it her all. Wow. And I think that is not something that I have acquired from her at sure. this time. <laughs> yeah. But she, when you said that, it made me think of my mom right away.
1: But um, when, when did she, I guess at first become comfortable giving her boss to people?
0: That's a, that's a good question. So in a, my eyes, mm-hmm. always. But yeah. in her eyes, it might, because I've only known her as long as I've lived. Exactly. So
1: so I asked because um, part of that, back to my mom and, and that healing journey, part of my forgiveness journey and healing process with her uh, was actually having her on my show. Mm. And we had, I, I, I mean, people don't know this, but I filmed for three hours. I just broke it up into two episodes. And um, my sole intention in that, in that episode, in that time, was to get to know her that's it. Just, just almost like an interviewer standpoint, like not her son. I just want to get to know you. And what I realized while getting to know her was her reference points of love Mm. of childhood or lack thereof of both. And so we got to a place and, and, and she didn't really know this, but I was running like therapy, psychological circles around her. Like I was putting (laughs) her pieces together to her puzzle, but it was, I was like, healing. it was like, some if I had this big vase, right, and someone was pouring water, I just felt like my vase was being filled up. And I was like, I feel so good. I kept asking, kept asking, kept digging. And we got to a place where I actually understood why she chose that man over me. Yeah. In, in that moment. Yeah. And it was emotional, of course, and it was deep and it was heavy. and But I was like, I, I get it now. And I almost felt not sympathy for her, but definitely empathy for her. Cause I'm like, I feel so bad that you've never even experienced love. And you thought that this could be it. So you're literally willing to sacrifice anything and anyone that could be in your way potentially for this. So in a way, it's it's beautiful and it's like messed up way, I guess, if some people are, are looking at it like that. But it's it's beautiful nonetheless. And at least I know why she did what she did. Right? Yeah. Like I cannot justify it, but I can at least sleep at night and again have that empathy for her. But <laughs> but yeah.
0: It's, so f- it's not funny you said that, but f- ironic because I was mm-hmm. literally going to say that same thing that you just said oh, so wow. yeah. for me um in my toughest moments with my family mm-hmm. when the times where i feel like i've been hurt the most by them by yeah. actions that they did i've come to learn that the things they did had nothing to do with me
1: exactly it
0: had nothing to do with me and it had said. everything to do with them and that doesn't make the pain go away. No. That doesn't make it okay. It mm-hmm. doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was the first step towards finding healing.
2: Yeah.
0: It wasn't like, okay, great. Right. They did that because of this. Yeah. But no. No, no, no. Yeah. But it was my first step in understanding what they did and being able to heal from it and not take it personal. Right. And then and then I had to move through the pain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good for you.
1: That yeah. makes me so happy because so many people like don't even know how to begin that journey Mm -hmm. let alone go down it and actually complete it yeah so good for you for being here and being able to like say what you just said Mm. like that's some people's dream yeah little do you know like that's so powerful
0: well i think it's so beautiful that you had that conversation with your mom on your show like you presented (laughs) it in a form of art (laughs) yeah
1: it's kind of how i do things Yeah. (laughs) yeah but um
0: what episode number is that
1: um it was in season one okay um towards the end it's called dear mama. And then the, mm. the second part is dear mama part two. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we hugged it out after and, and, you know, was, we both cried a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the, the feedback that I got from that episode was so moving and heartwarming and, um, you know, it was one of those episodes where if you haven't already, I'm sure you will get them, where you you realize, like, in hindsight afterwards, at least when I'm editing, um, I'm like, this was bigger than me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I got so much from this, but this this was bigger than me. Like, there's so many other people who will benefit from this.
0: Yeah. That's so, yeah. how this episode is feeling. Yeah. Because I'm holding back tears since the beginning. Oh, well, let it out. <laughs> in a beautiful way, though. Yeah. Like, beautiful healing tears. Yeah. Um, I'll cry with I've... you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cry here sometimes. Mm-hmm. So did you okay, so you came to the realization that your mom made her decision because of her own experience, her own life experience. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and that that helped you also start your healing process.
1: Yeah. Um, in mainly because in and, and this is not a disrespect to my mom, but yeah. um mainly because I knew I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Like one of my favorite sayings and and um it's on my merch for my podcast and everything. But I always say, you repeat what you don't repair. <laughs> so I knew, whether it's my dad, whether it's my mom, I didn't want to continue to repeat this. I wanted to repair it. I wanted to be the one to, to break this generation on both sides. Curse. And I have a daughter, and, and I'm like, I'll be damned if if I just use excuses. Especially in, in our, our time and day right now. As weird and crazy and beautiful as social media is, um, it can be used as a, as a beautiful tool. And, you know, where we are right now, and this is, I don't know when this comes out, but here we are in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much to our disposal for information. And most of it's free. This is free. This is free information. This is free game for people to the point where when when our parents were younger, you know, therapy was was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Therapy, you only won unless, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't have to be crazy to go to therapy. It's just yeah. nice to feel validated and be heard and understood yeah and then to understand and Mm -hmm. heal right so i say all that because if if we choose now where we are to not heal and not learn and not forgive you're just ignorant like blatantly said you're just Mm -hmm. an ignorant selfish person that you could you could have all this to your disposal and you're choosing not to Mm -hmm. so i'll be damned if my daughter when she gets old enough to you know she's kind of there now she's 15 um you know, she's never going to have the sentence of like, my dad didn't try. Mm. Whether it's try with me, try with breaking this curse or whatever the case is. Like, I will do everything I can to make sure I repair instead of repeat. Wow. Which is kind of just, I think, in my opinion, your responsibility as a parent. Yeah. You know, um, my dad struggles with that, actually. Like, he has this rule of like, he never calls. He, he'll ne- And we have a good relationship now. He <laughs> never calls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I To this day... I called him like last week. Before that, I talked to him on February 4th, which is my birthday and his is the first. And my wife's like, when was the last time you talked to your dad? I'm like, he doesn't call, you know that. She's like, I don't understand it. And his rule is, I'm your father, you should be Mm. calling me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. And I bring that up because I believe a father and a mother title is earned, it's not given. You can have a kid, but it's another thing to raise a kid and to be a part of their life. So, I don't know, that's just my... Two cents on it.
0: I'm soaking it all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What, what else helped you on your healing journey? Like how did you get from, okay, I get it, to, okay, yeah. I forgive you?
1: Oh, man. Uh, let go of my ego. Let go of my pride. Um, understanding that vulnerability is bravery. It's not weakness. Um, you know, part of my brand identity with the podcast, with my consultations with people, um, as, as a coach is, um, normalizing vulnerability for men. It's, it's like I'm the president of that club and I'm, and I'm <laughs> honored. Um, and I don't take it lightly because, um, I don't know how you can have a deep rooted connection with someone, let alone a partner without vulnerability. Like if someone has an answer, please show me. Cause mm-hmm. I, I would love to be wrong in mm-hmm. this case. Um, so yeah, me you, too. yeah you know what I mean. Like, please just give me an example. <laughs> I would love to see it. I, I'm a see it to believe it person. Just show me. I, yeah. I would love it. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot that goes into um, the vulnerability department, right? You got to use your discernment, right? I'm not just going to walk out here on Sunset Boulevard and open up to the person like I am to you, yeah. a stranger on the street, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, understand what's a safe space, what's not. Understand, you know, not to take things personal. And again, as as a man, and I think we all struggle with this, is letting go of your ego and your pride. Um, you know, there, there's a saying that says, love is the only space where the ego cannot exist. Mm. It's it's death to the ego is is love. And so knowing that I wanted love, um, getting to a place where I even felt like I was willing and able to give love, but also deserve it, which is a whole years of of work. Um maybe a, another podcast another time, but <laughs> um but all of these things, right? And uh I don't know. It just like again that February 2017 day just just clicked and I'm so thankful it did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My sort of recipe for mm-hmm. forgiveness is is more so just feeling the whatever it is, not pushing it or hiding it or right. running from it cuz my My thing is, oh, I don't want to deal with this, so I'm going to do all of these other things to keep myself busy. Right. Or I'm going to, I don't know, just not think about it. Yeah. Or whatever it is yeah. and i but that doesn't that only works until it doesn't work and then usually you like come crashing down yeah. way harder than if you just allowed the feelings to come and go i, I
1: call it the build up to the blow up
0: <laughs> mm, yes it's the
1: build up to the blow up where you keep shoving yeah. shoving shoving eventually that rugs like surprise like, yeah here we there are you know but also one more thing to add because is yeah. such a great question that you asked me um the last one part of what got me to my healing as well especially with my parents um We have to understand that our parents did the best that they could. Most of the time it was not enough, but that's okay. And that last part, that that's okay part, took me over a year to accept, because I'm like, it's not okay, it's Mm -hmm. their responsibility. Mm -hmm. But I'm channeling my reference point of who I am as a father, and Mm -hmm. I know what I would do, Mm -hmm. and I'm comparing it to what they did or didn't do, right? But it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Different time, different day and age, different resources I mentioned earlier. So really, truly like embracing that, whether it's a mantra or, or just a daily reminder for you, your parents did the best they could. It wasn't enough and that's okay. Yeah. Most of the time when trauma happens to us, it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault. You know, at, at six years old, I witnessed physical abuse from my, my dad to my mom several times in, in my life. But it is my responsibility to heal from it.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's not use it as a crutch. Let's not use it as an excuse. Let's not show up to these relationships. And after a year into it, You know, we're sitting there like, well, I'm sorry, but you know what I went through. It's like, but when did you go through that? And here we are now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is not fair for me to hold other people to my own standards of how I would act in a situation. Right. Everyone is different and everyone's circumstances is different when they walk through it. And that has been something that the people close to me remind me of is that. Your way isn't the only right way, can you? Yeah, right. I'm like, Good for you to have those people you sure? in your life,
1: by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful support team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, healing is a process. Mm-hmm. Just like healed. I don't believe that's a word. If it's in the dictionary, it should be out. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> that really word so. does agree. not exist. I 100% agree. It's a process, right? It is, yeah. Triggers will come up. Um, But the healing is in how we respond, is in our thought process after we're triggered. Totally. So can you give us an example of how you would react to a trigger before you found your healing and then compare (laughs) that to how you respond now? Great
1: question. And I'm only laughing because I I have the perfect answer for this. I'm so happy I read this book (laughs) recently. Um, There's a book I really encourage everyone to get. I don't care where you are in your life. It's called Us. It's by Terrence Real. And in this book, one of the gems of the many that Terrence drops is this. When we're going through conflict or triggers, right, there are possibly three versions that show up. The first one is your inner wounded child, which we all know should be self-explanatory by now. Um, I'll skip the second one for a good reason and I'll come back to it. But the third one is the wise adult, which is what we strive to be. It's the responding, not reacting version of us, right? It's process, cool, calm, collected version of us. Like I've done the work version of me Mm -hmm. and that back to that second one, the middle one is called the adaptive child. Mm -hmm. The adaptive child is the you you've molded and cobbled together in the absence of good parenting, Mm -hmm. in the absence of a good role model. So this adaptive child for me probably was created around the age of six or seven when I... Knew I couldn't count anyone. I couldn't depend on anyone. I grew up basically alone. My mom worked a lot of hours, different jobs. I raised myself, essentially. And this six-year-old, seven-year-old version of JD stayed and, and stuck throughout this entire time. I'm 36 now. So I'm dealing with like Windows 95 and it's 2023. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: But when I'm triggered, Windows 95 JD comes up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've been here before. I know what to do. Take control, process. Okay, yeah. cool. So, you know, great wall adjusting come up and control Q, control Q. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like ASAP, right? <laughs> and I'm like, bro, this is we're it's a new day. Now. Yeah. I'm with my wife. This is a safe space. Like mm-hmm. she loves me. She's not gonna abandon me. Mm-hmm. I'm with my friend, I'm with my daughter, I'm at this job, whatever it is, right? But the adaptive child only knows one job, which is what you programmed it, programmed it mm-hmm. to become. And for me, it's protect at all costs. Mm-hmm. But in some moments, I, I don't need protection. I need understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't need protection. I need love. I don't need protection. I need healing mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So to answer your question, the old version of me would adaptive child, the sh- the can I swear in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the shit out of it, mm-hmm. right? The adaptive child would show up and like, oh, I got it. Here we go. Windows 95 to the rescue. <laughs> And now the wise adult version of me, the healing version of me, not the healed, the the work version of me, the I think I understand this now. And even if I don't, I'm going to find out version Mm -hmm. of me shows up.
0: Mm -hmm. The wise adult for the win. What do you think? What is your thought process when you're triggered now? And that was a really good example, by the way. Yeah, thank you. That was really, really, that was a really good example. (laughs) But what is your first thought now when you're triggered, even if it's not a healing thought but what is your first thought or your second Mm -hmm. thought
1: i think the first thought is and again this is laughable because it's hindsight right Mm -hmm. who knows what's happening in that moment but right now i would i would the wise adult answer would be um should i be taking this personal Mm. first question Mm -hmm.
2: itself
1: is this something i need to be taking personal yeah does this have something to do more so with the person projecting whether it's from insecurity or past reference points, mm-hmm. or is this actually something that I, I need to take responsibility <laughs> and accountability for and, and work accordingly? Mm-hmm. I think the second question um, I would ask myself is, um, do I have the capacity to deal with this right now? We are as as superhuman as we are we're still human <laughs> mm-hmm. we're still human we mm-hmm. only have a certain amount of capacity whether you drive a gas car an electric car in my case is electric so if Same. my if okay so if, <laughs> if our battery is running low right if i'm on 10 percent, mm-hmm. right and and i'm downtown and you're in calabasas mm-hmm. i'm like i can't make it to kenya on this 10 percent. i gotta charge up mm-hmm. so do i even have the capacity right now to even deal with this what
0: if the answer is no
1: I will listen to understand in that moment and I will let them get whatever they have to, you know, get out and we'll validate it and and, and we'll hold that space for them and just say, I will definitely respond to this when I'm ready
0: mm, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half of my moments that I need to apologize for are because I responded when I shouldn't have. You react instead mm-hmm. of responded. Right. Yeah.
1: Totally. You drove on that 10%. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is human, by the way,
0: oh, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. it's not
1: like I said we're here in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, if my wife, when she watches this, she'll be like, "I'm gonna play that <laughs> podcast with Kenya when you said," you know, because <laughs> in that moment I might just react. Um, but I, I think that's that's probably a lot of a um, a commonality I think when people are arguing, and and I guess I'm most of what i'm saying is is from a relational standpoint mm-hmm. if it's a friendship or a co it might be a little different but just for everyone from yeah. the relational standpoint like check in with yourself should mm-hmm. i be taking this personal
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know like for example um i posted something on my my instagram not too long ago it was um i was having like a a uh, uh, wife appreciation day it was like a random tuesday or something yeah. and so i went around the house <laughs> and um I put up these post-it notes for my wife with like little messages that, you know, are meaningful to me, to her and to us. She got home. She was surprised. She loved it. And when I posted it, I guess a girl sent it to my wife and DM'd her, right? And said, um, wow, you're so lucky that, you know, your husband does this. And and, like, I hope you appreciate it because it's hard out here, girl. I'm single and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, beautiful intention that this Mm -hmm. stranger had. But my wife, unfortunately, in that moment, she could just had a bad day. She took it on as, as a personal uh, attack, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And she came to me and she's like, you know, like, no one knows what I do for you. Like, you know, you, you, I'm more the social media person than she is. Yeah. And I said, honey, I know how and why and when you love me. I mm-hmm. don't need, I don't need, Outside love yeah, actually. like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. This is, this is about us. I only yeah. posted that because I need to create more content. It's, it's on <laughs> brand. I'm trying to inspire these guys out here who are <laughs> borderline trash, et cetera. You know, and um, and I wanted people to see like our love. And I don't always, um, we, when, when it was, uh, my wife comes on the podcast, we are very stern about not portraying this this couple's goals life. Like mm-hmm. we are so raw, so vulnerable on mm-hmm. the show whenever she comes on. Like, people That's what are, I really liked about it. Yeah, people message us like, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or whatever. So yeah. just context for everybody. But I said, I posted that to just to try to hopefully give people hope. And to inspire some people and then to help out these guys out here who need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bring all that up because she took it in a personal way, you know, but that was just her reaction. Mm-hmm. She's like, Yeah, because I do do. I'm like, I know you do. Mm-hmm. It's, ne- it's never in question. Yeah. But I think the first, you know, reaction to people when they are faced with a problem or conflict or trigger is um, that reaction, that impulse reaction, and you take it personally. And then it's like, even if you're driving on 10%, you're going to run out. And then mm-hmm. when you are running out in that argument, you're like, I shouldn't even have talked about. It. I'm not even ready. And it's like, are you already in it now? Mm-hmm. You already said some stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here we go. You know. So yes. and now if you walk away, it's like, oh, you're gonna walk away. It's yeah. Like, I should have walked away from the beginning. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Totally relate that. <laughs> um. So what what good things has your healing journey led you to? With mm. still talking about the situation with your mom.
1: Great questions, Kenya. God. Thank you. Ask it one more time. I want to make yeah. sure I heard so it. So, right. what
0: good things has your healing journey led you to?
1: Wow. Okay. Um <laughs> I could give so many answers. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to lump sum them all up right here. Okay. For the first time in my life, again, 36. I don't think I've ever been happier. Um, Do I have the house that my wife and I want? No. Do we have, you know, kids, which we want? You know, I want more. We want our first together. No. Um, Could work be better? Of course, always. Right. But all that being said, what's most important to me, do I have it now? 1,000%. And I don't think I would have received half of it If I didn't do the work, if I didn't stick to the work, Um, good and bad days, ups and downs. And I think a large part of that answer is because for the first time ever, um, I'm in love, but but not just with my wife, like I'm in love with myself. I'm in love with my wife. I'm in love with our relationship. I'm in love with what we do and what we create and what we stand for. Um, I'm in love with our life. I'm in love with who we have in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm able to give love and receive love. As I mentioned earlier, the receiving part was way harder than the giving part. Mm-hmm. And I'm there. Yeah. And it's all because of the work.
0: It's like aligned. Everything is yeah. aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I
1: had this, this exact moment. That's so I was laughing initially when you asked that question because <laughs> we were in our two bedroom condo and I was washing dishes and I like, the, we cooked and there was way more dishes um, that I could fit into like the dry rack. <laughs> And I'm like frustrated because I'm like, we need a bigger kitchen, you know? <laughs> and and I got done and I sat on the couch and I, I said to my wife, I was like, you know, I know what, what we want, you know, the kids in the house and all that. Um, but I just want you to know, like, I'm so happy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so content in the in the best, not settling, but I'm so content in the and satisfied in the best way possible. Yeah. You know, I'm a typical person where I think we all are, um, we're always thinking about what we don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a natural thing, right? And and something could be better. Um, but in that moment, I was present. And I was like, I, I love everything that we have going. Like, if I could freeze this moment, like, I want to yeah. freeze it.
0: It sounds like you, know? you found, like, peace. I found peace. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Someone told me. And it stayed with me and fucked with me a little bit, too. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That that the key to life isn't happiness, it's peace. Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: Because you could be, you could have the car, the house, like, technically be happy. Right. But not be at peace.
1: 100%. Yeah. I should have said that. Yeah. I'm at peace. I'm in love. I'm at peace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yin and yang. But, um, and it feels amazing because, you know, my reference point is, you know, I keep saying that word, but you guys know at this point how much it means to me. Yeah. Um, Is I normalized my life without peace Mm -hmm. so I'm used to chaos Mm -hmm. in fact when my wife and I were first dating um, I would not cause problems intentionally but subconsciously that Mm -hmm. 90% I would because it was normal to me Mm -hmm. the households I grew up in were were wild
2: yeah
1: like I saw my mom burn my dad's clothes in the front yard like when I was you know eight seven years old it was Mm -hmm. normal you know like I was just turned back on the, the cartoons, you know, mm-hmm. like it was a day in the life. Yeah. Um, I heard wild things, saw crazy things. And yeah. And so when I'm in this peaceful state, I'm like, here, here's the the effed up part, right? I'm in this peaceful state, and there's still that adaptive child in me that's like, where's the chaos? Mm-hmm. Where's the the yeah. the crazy time? Like, like, where's the the um moment that I can step in and do my job?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, we're good mm-hmm. and it's so hard to accept we're good it's so hard to stay in i'm at peace yeah because you're not used to it yeah and you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. in a weird messed up way yeah so
2: yeah
0: that's a good answer mm-hmm. very relatable <laughs> <laughs> um you know really thank you for sharing all of that and yeah sure i i clearly have related to it for people who are listening, I've been mostly in tears the whole time. <laughs> 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 for people who are watching, yeah, I'm sure they see but it. But
1: these are great, great. Yeah. I can't say enough great questions. Yeah. Like good for you. This is this is Thank awesome. Thank you.
0: Um yeah, you know, I've done a lot of healing in my life and so the parts that I've that I've that, I've healing, that yeah. I'm healing, that I'm healing from, I'm I love sharing about that and some of the things that you touched on, are things that are hitting home in a more raw way. Yeah. That are can I ask what in, no. in particular?
2: Okay. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Absolutely not. The Great Wall of
1: Kenya. <laughs> okay. Here we go. All right. I was trying to climb over. You got it. I just fell off.
0: But I think it's a I think it's incredible um this moment that we're sharing. And I and I'm I'm excited for the listeners to hear hear the pain and to hear the healing and yeah. to be inspired from both of it.
1: I'm, I'm excited too, and, and for those people who this is all resonating with, um, this all sounds fun in hindsight. Mm-hmm. This all sounds fun initially, yeah. right? Um, like the idea was fun, you know, heal, they said, right? It's like, but it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life.
0: But when you come out the other side.
1: It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Just know it's worth it.
0: So now I want to talk about relationships. Sure. Particularly. In particular, (laughs) you got it. Romantic ones. (laughs) Yeah, sure. This is a very hot topic. Um, So, what have the relationships that didn't work out taught you about yourself? Teach you about
1: yourself. (laughs) Yeah, another amazing question. (laughs) Uh, They taught me everything. They taught me the most. They taught me um, more than the ones that did work out well. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you know we're not together um, and they were good relationships. they were the hardest lessons, you know, and more specifically, my last relationship, um, that was the hardest lesson. It was the most toxic relationship I've ever been. in. I saw sides of myself that make me cringe to this day. And I never want to, you know, revisit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure vice versa, but, um, they just taught me what ever I was thinking was working is clearly not. They taught me, um, it might not be them. It actually might be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who knew? And um, <laughs> it taught me that uh, it's okay to ask for help.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's it's okay to ask for help, whether it's with a professional, or whether it's a loved one or both. Um, and for the longest time, I used to, you know, it's like, I hate my ex. I, I hated that relationship, you know, and and now I'm actually so grateful and so thankful for mm-hmm. it in fact this sounds really shitty but it's the truth yeah um i'm also petty so so here we go <laughs> i i say that my ex was grooming me to be a groom
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you're welcome yeah <laughs> you know like she was grooming me to be a groom yeah i had to work through my shit and all my bullshit yeah in order to become a husband in yeah. order to become the man that i knew i, I could be mm-hmm. and um so, yeah, I was being groomed to be a groom. <laughs> so Just my wife thanks her, I thank her. her. Yeah. yeah, she's all right now, you know,
2: <laughs> but yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, The point about asking for help, mm-hmm. I think when we're not used to knowing what we need and yeah. then voicing what we need, it could feel like a thousand pounds.
1: Or two different things. Yeah, like in their own respective way. Mm-hmm. Like even knowing what we need is a whole journey and a whole process. Yes. Then asking for that, it's a whole. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, it's it's, it's wild. <laughs> They're both
2: heavy. Yeah, yeah. And
0: so in my relationships or situationships or just any sort of you know ships. yeah, yeah any ships <laughs> yeah they've taught me really how to value myself mm-hmm. and how to understand what I need. Yeah. So if I'm focusing on like what it taught me about myself, it was what i need right how i value myself how i how i communicate best yeah um mm. and then once i understood all that like level two <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Being, being comfortable enough to explain that to yeah. somebody else to articulate that, and yeah. sometimes i don't get to that point sometimes i'm not comfortable yeah or sometimes i i say it and i they don't respond how i was hoping mm-hmm. and i get to look at that too in the greater sure. scheme of things
1: Yeah, it makes me think, too, and and I'll add this to both of our answers. Um, Since I was younger, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, um, we fantasize about what we want. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's got to be tall, dark, handsome, right? She's got to be fill in the blank, whatever it is. And in the relationships where the shit hits the fan, I at least am way more clear on what I don't want.
2: Yes. Like yes.
1: that's more of a Ten Commandments situation yeah. than like this cherry on top, mm-hmm. you know, situation. So I'm more open and, and flexible, and I can you know be adapted to you know uh, what I want. But the the hardcore, aka boundaries of what I don't want, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty concrete. Yeah, and that... you don't learn that Unless. if it's all you know the mm-hmm. yellow brick road. <laughs> so
0: yeah, in terms of other people, yeah. I learned definitely about what I don't want, yeah, <laughs> and I'm much sure. quicker to get out of situations exactly because of that. Exactly. Um, how have your past experiences with relationships that didn't work out influenced your approach to dating and love after that?
1: I don't know <laughs> because I, I I got so um, fortunate enough. I don't really believe in luck, but I got fortunate enough to. um, meet my wife. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually when I met my wife, I never forget. I basically was like, Hey, I'm JD. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. I'm under construction. I promise you it'll be <laughs> worth it though. I, I swear, like I have a true story. We were in Hawaii, a whole nother thing. But, and I basically, that's how it was yeah. when I asked her to be my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm under construction. Like I have a lot of shit yeah. to work through and work out mm-hmm. and to heal from, but I promise you I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and here I am married now, you know, three and a half years. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know another world yeah. of like taking this, you know, again, we don't like to use healed, but more healed than I was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, had done way more work than I had done in the past. I don't know what it is to take that version of me out mm-hmm. here and to see what it, what it could be.
0: That's so interesting. So
1: I'm happy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't have to find yeah. out, but, um, but actually I, I will say it's I still use it in ways when i consult with people and i coach people mm-hmm. um i started the consultation business for anyone and everyone my uh i guess initial plan was mainly for men because that's like again normalizing vulnerability for them and to help them out and give them um the tools that they need to be in a successful relationship but who knew that women value the male perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as much as they do so if i had a hundred percent you know uh scale here 80% of my clients are women. And so I am able to share a lot of the healed or more than I was version of me and, and knowledgeable and self-aware and, and et cetera, ex F boy version of me. I am <laughs> able to give that still back into the world. Yeah. And um, it's great. And And, you know, as they always tell me, you know, like, I'm so happy you were that F boy because like now I get both sides. Yeah. I get the, you know, past F boy and like the current self-aware men mm-hmm. and the evolved man that I yeah. strive to have. So it's like, I'm like a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> basically for these women, I <laughs> truly, it is what it is. <laughs> I
0: think, I think the part that you said about, hi, I'm JT, I'm under construction. Yeah. Like, I think that is actually a green flag is someone oh. who's working on themselves and, and being yeah. willing to recognize their part in situations. Yeah. Which actually leads me to my next question mm-hmm. is how do you, how do you look at your part? Because you earlier you talked mm-hmm. about being in therapy, but not really doing the work. Sure. And to me, doing the work is inner reflection. Yeah. So how do you how do you find your own inner reflection? How do you have the courage to do that? Because looking in mm-hmm. the mirror is not easy.
1: Everything else didn't work.
0: Yeah, you kind of got to a point where I was like,
1: <laughs> I I I, I mm-hmm. waved the white flag. I was yeah. like, I I don't have the answers, sway, and like I I really <laughs> I need help. Like I I want what I want so badly cause I deserve it and I'm worthy and so on and so forth. But like, um, the way I only know how to go about it again at adaptive child way control, um, cause I'm afraid to get hurt. Right. Bouncer at the, at the, at the door at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, those mechanisms are no longer applicable here, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything else. So, um, I started from scratch mm. and, um, yeah, it, it you know again it worked out, but um, nothing else worked. So I was like, well, you know, do something yeah. else. You it tried up. it and it worked. Excuse me, yeah, switch it up.
0: Wow, how do you grow individually mm. while you're in a relationship?
1: You came up with all these.
0: I did.
2: Oh my god,
1: <laughs> you're like Oprah. These are amazing <laughs> questions, Mark. I hope you're taking notes, man. <laughs> People don't know Mark. He's, he's the man behind the camera right now. <laughs> Blessed to be here with all these these great questions. Um, okay. So that's a hard question to answer because it's different for everybody. Yeah. I, but I will just give my personal opinion. I love that you said that. Yeah. I'm
0: asking for your experience.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, it's constant trial and error. Mm. Um, part of what my wife and I picked up on, on our journey together, you know, early on, we, we took the approach of like, you know, subconsciously me versus you, Mm -hmm. you versus me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: After that trial and error, we created the, it's not you versus me. It's me and you versus the problem. Mm -hmm. It's us versus the problem. Um, That takes so much growth (laughs) So much trial and error, so much time. Mm-hmm. And as my wife says, rhythm and dance, she's like salsa dancer. She's rhythm and dance. It's always her, <laughs> she goes back to that. It takes time to find that dance. Um, but also takes trust mm-hmm. because that you versus me is is I don't I don't trust you to, to fix this problem. Yeah. I trust me. Yeah. So therefore now it's me versus you versus the problem, right? Subconsciously adaptive child. Mm-hmm. The wise adult here today says. It's us versus the problem because two versus against one is always going to be an advantage. So, but to heal individually while you're with someone takes trust, it takes um, vulnerability, it takes a safe space for that partner to provide. Um, last week I had a rough week. Uh, full full transparency, I had a rough week mental health wise, and I was going through it. And my wife was out of town, and she came back, and I was still in my funk and so now she's coming back and i miss you and i want to and i'm like i need space she's like i just got home mm-hmm. like you've, you've had space mm-hmm. like, i don't understand yeah and i'm like please don't take it personally i just i have to like figure some stuff out adaptive child
2: mm-hmm.
1: slept on it the next morning i apologized because i'm like i'm sorry like, yeah i don't mean to be me versus you versus the problem
2: mm.
1: i'm including you in my shit storm right now so here's your life vest <laughs>
2: Here we go. We're on the boat. <laughs> you know, I know you're
1: gonna be the best co-captain. Yeah. And um, I need your help. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even need you to fix the problem. I just need you to understand. Yeah. You know, because understanding is also a form of solution. Who knew? Um, men don't, by the way. <laughs> it took me a while to figure that out. <laughs> and um, but that's part of it, right? It's it's part of like, yes, individually I'm going through it, but I'm not alone mm-hmm. in my in my world. Yeah. You know, I, I have the best robin pippin of all time Hmm. like the goat yeah you know she might be she is jordan let me go back to i'm pippin right so it's like (laughs) we're here from chicago so we're here (laughs) and we're we're going through the season yeah you know and and, and we're doing it together um so yeah but just a it's a great question because it's a friendly reminder actually for me
0: yeah and it sounds like two willing people Mm -hmm. are necessary which is actually a great segue for another question i wanted to ask you is In your experience, the relationships that didn't work out, how did you know it was the right thing to end it versus now where it's the right thing to work through it? To
2: continue it. Sorry. Great question.
1: How did I know to end it?
0: Versus knowing to keep going.
1: If I'm being honest, the first answer that comes to mind is just, you know, trust your intuition, trust your gut. But sometimes it doesn't really serve people. So I'm going to try to give you something else more tangible. Um, when you are, okay, let's layman's term this. The mm-hmm. song, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's bring it back to ABC <laughs> style. Right I can see clearly now, I won't, I won't sing for people, but <laughs> I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Mm-hmm. When you're in that fog Mm -hmm. and it's raining and you can't really see clearly and you got Mm -hmm. your fog lights on, your window, your windshield wipers are going crazy and you got your hazards on, you're like going 10 miles per hour. It's hard to see. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And eventually when you can get that glimmer of light and you're still driving, the windshield wipers turn off, turn Mm -hmm. off your hazard lights, right? Your fog lights are off. Now we're like, I can see clearly. I can drive clearly now. Mm -hmm. In that moment, take advantage of it as an opportunity to say, I got to get the... hell out of here Mm -hmm. i can't go down that storm and path again yeah because it's crazy it's toxic i don't even like who i am in that it's not it's not complimenting me it's complicating Mm. my life Mm -hmm. right go back to that moment and and understand because you get those glimmers Mm -hmm. whether it's your support team whether it's a podcast that you heard whether it's a video that you watched Mm -hmm. whether it's you run into someone at work and you get that that gem that you need in that moment but then you're like eh It's not me though. Let me go back in the storm, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Take advantage of those signs, those opportunities to know like this is how it should be Mm -hmm. and it can get here Mm -hmm. and doesn't have to be with that person. I think a lot of that is just um, people have a hard time between differentiating um, their boundaries with loyalty.
2: Mm.
1: If I'm saying yes to you, that probably means I'm saying no to me. Mm. What's more important? Saying yes to yourself. Yeah. And so many people are just too like blindly loyal. Mm-hmm. We've been together for eight years. It's yeah. like, I respect that. But what happens if you continue down this road and mm-hmm. it's 16 years now and yeah. you're even more miserable? Yeah. And you're even more unhappy. Mm-hmm. And your your traumas are building up even more in your triggers. Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah. You're gonna say, well, we've been together for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now we're at 24.
0: Yeah. And that kind of <laughs> goes back to the two-willing people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And You know, I used to hate this saying too, like this is a lot of like rom-com stuff. But when when they say, I love you so much, I have to let you go. Mm. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. I get it now.
0: Mm -hmm. I sure do too. Because
1: I can see we're not right for one another. And I love you so much that I'm going to let you go so that eventually hopefully you can see it. Yeah. I get it now.
0: That's happened to me with someone who they let me go. Yeah. Because I think in their heart of hearts, they knew they couldn't. Get out of whatever they were going through. Yeah, and they never did.
1: So check this out. it reminds me. I'm gonna send you this photo, and Mark will have to edit it. Right, put it, <laughs> put it right here, Mark. It'll fit right here. There's a picture that I I have saved where it's two hands, right. So if everyone for the listeners just visualize this, there's two hands. One is holding a rope, and the hand is bleeding because it's holding onto the rope for so long, and the other one is a free hand, just just healthy hand, holding on to something. Oftentimes hurts worse than letting go. Put that right here, Mark. <laughs> it really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those all I think you hit so many analogies just now, and they were all incredible. I talk in analogies. <laughs> That's
1: how I like my mind. My brain yeah, hurts. that works
0: for me. Yeah. Um so let's end on on a note of self discovery. Um, what are you most thankful for in your journey of self discovery? Wow.
1: Because
0: um, you've done you've done the work. Like, it's clear. Yeah.
1: I think not giving up and giving in. Mm. The giving up is the obvious answer. But the not giving in, meaning giving in to that adaptive child.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Giving in to that excuse of, like, well, my parents were effed up, mm-hmm. so I'm effed up. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. We'll all be effed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, that repeating and not repairing. Um, because... The reward again that you get from and the satisfaction and the accomplishment feeling of seeing something through in, in any realm and in any spectrum, but let alone like the work, the healing and all that, is almost indescribable. It's it's priceless. It's um my most prized possession, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's a badge of honor. It's mm-hmm. like my biggest trophy in the trophy room, right? Um, it's everything. And mm-hmm. and I think. Just to know that you can do it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because when, when you're facing that Mount Everest at first, it's, it seems insurmountable. You're like, how the hell am I going to get from here to there? Yeah. And of course, you want it to be overnight. Mm-hmm. Of course, we, I'll give it six months. It's mm-hmm. like, it's gonna take I'm 36. Imagine me saying, I'll give it six months. My whole life trauma. Let me give, yeah. let me give it six months. Uh-huh. <laughs> it takes time. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just all worth it. Yeah it's all worth it. Um, does that answer your your question?
0: That really does. Okay, cool. Yeah. The, you know, the journey through hard times and relationships is a difficult one Mm -hmm. and it's a painful one. Yeah. Um, but it can lead to some really tremendous growth and healing
1: because it's about the journey. Yeah. Right. And that's something I had a hard time understanding. Um, Kobe talked about that a lot Mm -hmm. and, um, how we're so fixated on the destination, Mm -hmm. you know, people can be, in his case, so fixated on championships, but it's those memories of the regular season. Yeah. It's those memories of the time during the process, during the journey that you're always going to cherish and you're always going to remember because the destination will come and go. And by the way, usually for us, if you're ambitious, it's a moving target. Mm -hmm. So you might not ever hit the quote unquote destination. Yeah. Um, but it's about that journey and that process, and the beauty of, of all that is—is is it's in your control.
2: Yeah,
1: you have a choice to enjoy that journey, enjoy that process. Hence, mm-hmm. me washing the dishes and realizing we need a bigger kitchen, sitting down and being like, "But I love our life." Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. destination is the house, so I get more room for these dishes. <laughs> but right now, the journey—I love our life. You know, I'm yeah. at peace.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your your personal experiences and overcoming the things that you've overcome. Mm-hmm. And just emerging out stronger has been so inspiring for me, Thank and you. I know the listeners too are going to feel that way. Thank you. Um, and I hope that people listening, when they approach their own relationship struggles, they do it with patience and with yep. understanding mm-hmm. um, and a willingness to learn and grow.
1: Yeah. Can I can I yes. add to that? Um, make sure you find the direction mm-hmm. more so than the speed. Mm. You know, direction is more important than speed. Like when I was on February 2017, I'm like, all gas, no brakes. Mm. You know, like I wanna be healed. got six months, you know? And so <laughs> I'm like, gas, gas, gas. And I realized I was like driving down the wrong street yeah. for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So now I got a turn, mm-hmm. reroute. Another and go six months. All the- back. Now I'm, now I'm 12 months behind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if I only had more of the direction, mm-hmm. We'll figure out the speed later. Mm-hmm. Some speed zones are 30 miles per hour. Some yeah. are 65. If you're in Germany, it's, it's endless, right? But <laughs> it's it's a it's a directional priority first and almost last. Yeah. Figure that out first. So what that looks like is like, where do I begin? In my case, all these Xs, if I sat them down at this checkered round table and I said, have at it, just, mm-hmm. just roast JD. <laughs> you got it. Just roast JD right here. Yeah. Have at it. They would all have the same negative things to say about me. Mm. What does that say about me? I'm the common denominator. Yeah. Great. So here's my eight things. Eight's my favorite number. Here's my eight (laughs) things right here that I need to fix. Right? Yeah. Direction. Which one is is have have I heard the most Mm -hmm. from these women? Okay, it's these top two. Great. Mm -hmm. Let's start here. What does that even look like? Well, you're very stubborn, JD. Okay. Well, everyone's stubborn. So what does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like you're where the highway all the time why the hell is it always my you're right because in my mom is actually and my dad it's their way of the highway where does that stem from <laughs> oh they have a control bone in their body that takes over everything where does that come from oh because they couldn't trust people growing up i couldn't trust people growing up that's why i always had to be in control mm-hmm. and that's why it's always gonna be my way of the highway and that's why i'm stubborn
2: yeah mm-hmm. and here we are yeah
1: <laughs> right and so and then it's like cool one done seven left Find the direction and then hit the speed when it's necessary and figure out how fast to go. But it's, it's that, where the hell do we even start moment? Yeah. So, oh, yeah,
0: that's great. Thank you so much for yeah, sharing everything another analogy. today. Yeah. <laughs> Before we end, where can people find you? What do you have got going on?
1: Yeah. Um, Instagram is, that's uh, probably the best way. Uh, Mr. Just Davis. Um, I'm, I'm editing currently because uh, I didn't meet Mark until right now. I'm editing <laughs> my season three as we speak uh, for Who Can Relate. It should be coming out here in a couple of weeks. Uh, this season, I switched it up. It's just going to be my wife and I um, for the first part. And the second part is going to be my wife and I plus a guest. I'm going to do it like Netflix style. I've never seen a podcast do this, but I'm going to release them all at the same day at the same time algorithm is probably going to be pissed it might not go well but i think i'm just going to try it out a <laughs>
0: hater, and
1: i just i believe in in binging mm-hmm. you know especially with what we're talking yeah. about like if you're in it and mm-hmm. you're going through it and you just went through a breakup you, you are like next episode yeah right? you're like the whole day has gone by so i want to give people that option so that'll be coming out soon in a couple of weeks um again I, I am a relationship and a dating um coach um that link is in my my bio and on, on instagram um and I I think that's it. But I, I want to just like, we can end, obviously, this is your show. Not but I, I don't want to let uh, a moment go by um, before I give you your flowers. Oh. Um, I think it's so admirable to do what you do. And I think it's so inspiring for what the intention is. Like the word no can ruin people's lives. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a relationship or a job or family or friends, it can ruin their life. You took that negative component of that word and flipped it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the middle finger flip, but mm-hmm. you, you flipped it <laughs> and you made into this beautiful space. And you allow people to take that rejection and now turn it into a redirection and say, "I'm so thankful that I was told no. I'm so grateful that 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 didn't work out because now yeah. I'm here today. And 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 I can't even imagine if I was back when. Mm-hmm. Right? So for you to to You know, it it takes nothing to come up with an idea. It takes everything to see that idea through. And Mm -hmm. here you are, like, this is your show. Like, this is your avatar winking like this is beautiful (laughs) thank you i'm i'm proud i don't even know you but i'm so proud of (laughs) you you. and i'm so happy for you because it's yeah gonna be so helpful for so many people like it's part of the reason why i said yes to your podcast and say no because i'm like what's a dope name
2: thank
0: you and we met we
1: had a pre-call i was like hell yeah i'm I'm honored (laughs) to to be a part of it yeah so i'm happy for you i'm really proud of you that really
0: means so much it's been incredible with you here today
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: And everybody, real quick before we end, if you like the Thank You For Saying No podcast, you should also check out a podcast called Rockwardness. That's R-A-W-K-W-A-R-D-ness. The Rockwardness podcast is about the process of artists finding themselves as musicians, as songwriters, and how that relates to finding themselves as adult humans as well. It's about beginnings, it's about the vulnerability of trying at something creative and something failing before you succeed, and maybe even redefining what success looks like. Everyone starts somewhere, even the people at the top. Rockwardness explores those stories about what got them started and what kept them going and growing as artists. And please don't forget to follow and subscribe to Thank You For Saying No on Instagram at Thank You For Saying No. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Leave us a comment, leave a review, submit your stories. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Follow and subscribe to the Thank You For Saying No podcast and you'll get every episode as soon as it's released.